that's like this clusterfuck that happened after Universal, I think, pulled like stopped doing Ultraviolet, and so all these like I I I got the gentleman. I should I should have looked. I just assumed that it would work with the my existing movie rights ecosystem, but I like bring it back and said verify this on Apple TV, and I'm like, what? I do not have Apple TV. Oh yeah 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 no it's, it's so, STX. So the, the yeah the problem is so STX is not is like a lot of their stuff is distributed by Universal depending on where they are but like STX specifically has no agreements with Ultraviolet or with um uh, movies anywhere. I mean Ultraviolet's gone now but has yeah, no yeah, yeah. no agreements with movies anywhere. So usually the ultra uh, what I any STX movie I buy from Walmart because then it automatically activates on Vudu. Although now that might not even happen anymore because I got well, I got the gentleman at Walmart. Well, so if you have your if you still have the receipt for it, if you or if you bought it through like the Walmart app or whatever, no, you can connect copy. that to your Vudu account and then it'll automatically activate. Oh but, man, I should have thought about that. I don't think I, I I've just been ignoring all receipts I've been like I just don't take receipts. Yeah. I was annoyed because I have it. I you know I have everything with my Google Play, so that's in, everything's in my family library, and right. so it's I have the they told me so my brother could watch it. Um, What's so yeah so so I have everything on Movies Anywhere um, except so all the stuff that like is like Paramount and stuff like that is like Vudu only. So basically, I I would prefer to have everything on Google Play, but. I have it all on Vudu instead because Vudu was was ultraviolet and it was movies anywhere. So all of my content works on on Vudu. Um, so I I but like I have a handful of movies that I bought from Walmart because they were in like the five dollar bin or whatever that like you know weren't weren't bad movies. They're movies that I wanted to own, but like they're just they're still in the packaging because they activated with Voodoo automatically. <laughs> so like the Dark Knight, for example, I think I bought the Dark Knight at Walmart because it was five bucks and it's still in its packaging because it came, f- like it just automatically joined my Voodoo. And I was like, okay, cool. Yeah, I don't need to pull it out. Of- the Sandlot is another movie like that. I don't need to pull them out of the packaging. But speaking of the family library, so I bought Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy through Voodoo. And for some reason, that is the only movie that I own on Google Play Movies now that will not be in my family library. And I have no idea why. I kind of want to email Google and be like, hey, what's up with this? Um, Because it came through Movies Anywhere and I I don't really know. Like, I could probably pay the 15 bucks or whatever to to just buy it again. But, like, I don't really care that much to have my family be able to watch it. Um, But I don't know why it's the only movie that's not my family library. I don't get it. I am... I think I think I read the Hitchhiker's Guide before I saw the movie, and then many years later, I listened through the like entire series audiobooks that were narrated by Martin Freeman. And Correct. The, the, the first the, one's narrated by Stephen Fry, and the rest are narrated yeah, by Martin yeah. Freeman. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah, he's, yeah. I, I so I I just I just finished the first book audiobook recently, actually, like a, like a week or two ago. I've I've listened to them all before, but um. The last time I listened to them was like, must have been like seven or eight years ago. Same. And it's just like, I, I don't like, I, I forgot a bunch of stuff. And some of it I was listening to like while falling asleep. And I just like, don't remember it. Um, yeah, I had, the, I had the omnibus. So I read through that several times before ever picking up the audiobook and just loving, loving Martin Freeman. I, 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 listen to a lot of audiobooks um, or at least I used to so 
I, I, I have them ones where the, I find that the audiobooks where the narrators actually like trying to do voices are more enjoyable. Yeah. So Martin Freeman was would do voices for each character. Like a, right, yeah, I yeah. He really does like, a, he does, memory he, of his voice for Zaphod. His, he um, does. He, honestly, he's doing his best um, version of Sam Rockwell Zaphod, but it's fine. It's good. I never even thought about that. It's been again. This was this was a long time ago. Yeah, and yeah. Actually, yeah. Uh, the Harry Potter audiobooks narrated by um, Jim Dale. Jim Dale, thank you. I knew his name was Jim. I couldn't. Think, I couldn't place a second. Again, he. Yeah, those, those I also own. Those the the problem with those is that I own those on uh, Audible, um, yeah. which uh, no no problem with Audible. Audible, please sponsor the show. But um, <laughs> the, the uh, my my only problem with Audible is that like I can't Chromecast it, so it's just like all right, know. if I want to, I can. I can Bluetooth it, but I can't just be like I can't ask Google to just play a book for me. Where I can't, where my Hitchhiker's Guide books I have on Google Books, so I can just be like Google play, you know, mostly harmless, and it'll just play it nice. for me. Yeah, I um, have. Uh, I'm I'm I don't ever like when I listen to audiobooks. I'm either reading or I am playing a video game where I can. That's requires so little thought that I can zone it to an audiobook. Yeah, I mean Hitchhiker's Guide. Hitchhiker's Guide. I actually like slept too, um, but I, I the next ones I don't want to do that with. Like I want to actually I just, be like, doing. If something. I had something that reliably determined when I fell asleep and and paused it accordingly, I get it. But I could not do that. I, just I usually I usually know I'm going to sleep within like half an hour, fifteen or twenty, fifteen to twenty minutes. So I just I'll just tell it to stop playing after twenty minutes, and then okay. when I go to the yeah. like when I get to the next part, I'll just I'll just go back a little bit so I can like until the last part I remembered. But that's yeah, no, the, it's that's it's quite it's the uh, practice. It's definitely like mildly annoying, um, but like I don't know. So Harry Potter is something I definitely would fall asleep to because Harry Potter I just know well enough that I can just be like, all right, cool. I'll just like if I miss part of Harry Potter, I don't really mind because I know what I'm missing. <laughs> like, um, but with his, with Hitchhiker's Guide books, because I'm not as like abundantly familiar with them because I didn't read them as like a kid like I did with Harry Potter. It's uh, yeah. Anyway, you uh, you ready for your comeback? Don't. I'm calling to come back. And welcome to this episode of Motion City Podcast. I am the host of the show, Naim Siddiqui. Joining me once again, as always, the co-host of the show, Jacob Walden. How's it going, Jake? Great. <laughs> once again, I was looking, I'm looking at the lyrics of the song and I'm like, there's nothing here uh-huh. to say yeah. as a, how am I feeling? Um. <laughs> how am I feeling? More than meets the eye. But more than meets the ear, I don't know. Sure, um, <laughs> it's it's funny because I feel like anybody listening to this like in the future isn't gonna know what I'm talking about. I guess the I, I don't know because because I'm so the explorations episode I'm gonna pull out of the feed, but I'm probably gonna put in a little thing telling people, hey, go check out explorations because this is a little thing that we did um, or that I did. I guess I kept saying <laughs> so many times in when I was recording the little like the pre roll for explorations. Yep. I kept saying we, and then I was like, well, no, Jake's not here. I, let me say I brought on my guest, 
uh, and Jake will be back soon. I brought on this guest, but I kept saying, so this episode, we're doing this. I'm like, no, we're not doing this. I'm doing this. <laughs> There's no... <laughs> I appreciate um, the spirit. But uh, but yes, I'm I'm very happy to have you back, Jake. It's <laughs> I'm I'm very happy to be talking about Motion City with you. This is uh, this is the best. It's great. Um, all right. So uh, this uh, this episode we're talking about "Don't Call It a Comeback," which is the eighth song off of the first record. I'm the movie. Um. Yeah, Jake, do you have any particular uh, for initial thoughts about this song? It's awesome. I mean, I, I, we say about everything, and I feel it. Sure. But it's it's so it's fast, it's punchy, it's got so much energy. The drums on it are sick. I just it's uh. honestly, yeah. So that that yes, I a hundred percent agree. Right, like the the drums are great. It is it is just it's fast. I mean, it, it's it's a short song. It's one of the shortest songs. Obviously, yep. it's not the shortest. Our last episode was the shortest song. Uh, Back to the beat. Um, we're just we're just getting through the short ones real quick. But this is what like two minutes fourteen. Well, on Google Play, it's a minute fifty two. Oh, maybe, maybe, I don't know what I'm thinking of, 2 minutes 14 then. So yeah, minute 52, 213 which is... 13 is Together Rolling in the New Year. Modern Chemistry, which is right after, is 222. Yeah. So this this is the shortest song on an album, right? I think... Attractive Today is 142. Is it 142? Okay, so this mm-hmm. is the second shortest song on an album. Wow, Attractive yes. Today is a short-ass song. Attractive Today... It is, it is. Attractive Today fucking gets in and gets out, and it's killer. We're gonna... Hey, so does this one. Talk. It's not quite... Attractive Today... I mean, they're they're both great. Yeah. Of course, of course. But like, this, this, so there's one thing too about Attractive Today being the first song on the album that, like, it just it gets you in and you're in and you're and you're out. But, uh, but don't call it a comeback. So don't call it a comeback is one thing too, because it because it comes right before Modern Chemistry, which is like it starts off like, don't call it a comeback. It's just it's fast and quick, and then like it ends with the like it ends with it ends with the guitar, and then it just like. I believe in medication, like, the, mm-hmm. like with modern chemistry starting. It's just like, oh, yeah. It's just like it's it's such a like I don't know. It's such this like fast paced thing, and then I it's followed like, by. It, this... I feel like on any other album, this would have been the first song. That's 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 the thing I keep I continuously thought about. You know what? To this I buy like, that. Well, here's 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 actually exactly what I thought about that. Um, it feels like. A, a beginning song, you know, track today is uh, another very fast paced begins, uh, fell in love without you. Also short, high energy. Um, right. I mean, even on this album, right. Cambridge is also short and high energy, but this one, this one's just like, I just feel like this is a show starter. Like it, fe- I, not that I know that, but, um, but 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 the the other thing I was noticing, and maybe this is also just because I typically listen to the, the songs in order, it always feels like it it follows up Boombox Generation really well. But that might be just because I'm always like I'm used to Boombox because, Generation. Maybe because it is, yeah. Well, Don't I mean, call to come back. I, I feel like that's that's not wrong. You know, like it's we we talk we've talked before many times about about how good the band and Josh particularly uh, is at sequencing. Um, just saying Josh particularly because from what he, we yeah. know, Josh does most of the sequencing for the albums. Um, so like we, you know, we we know that that Josh is killer at sequencing. So it makes sense that it's that it's very well sequenced. You know, um, it's um actually oh, crap. I didn't grab the record, but I think 
I think Boombox Generation ends side A and Don't Call It a Comeback starts side B. Um, and if it doesn't, then it should, because that is like, I think, I feel like that's a really killer way. Cause you, cause uh, yeah, that'd if, be really appropriate. Yeah. Um, let me, let me grab it, uh, real quick, but I think, I think that's how it works. So that's about, it's about even in there too. So it You've does not. Record. It does I've not. I've got the record in hand and it does not. So, um, what's on, the break? So this, this is, this is the, like the, the, I don't know if this is a re-release or repressing or what, but, uh, side a ends with a thousand paper cranes, which is the vinyl bonus. So technically it ends with perfect teeth and side B starts with boombox generation. I which also is, feel like I kind of get that. I really like the perfect teeth and the boombox generation. Um, but those, they just feel like a big, um, tonal split between yeah I'm, I'm wondering if it's because this is this is a repressing and if like the original vinyl started with um what does discog say that's what i'm trying to find right now <laughs> um let's see no the original vinyl still had a thousand paper cranes of the vinyl bonus it looks like um this might not even be a repressing this might just be like I mean, like a repressing of the original, like an exact repressing instead of like, hey, we're going to add this on there too. Um, yeah, I really can't tell for sure if side A in 2003 would have ended with um, perfect, it ended with Thousand Paper Cranes and started with Boombox Generation or not. It looks like, it looks like, according to Discogs, it looks like the 2003 release also ended with a thousand paper cranes, but I'm not sure if that's just the exact same thing as the 2015 one or not. Uh, and I can't really see a way to figure it out. So, as far I guess as far as we can tell, it it always was sequenced like this, um, which is definitely interesting. Um. Cause I, cause I, cause I do think it, w- it would have made a lot more sense for Boom Bash Generation to end an album, and don't call it a comeback to start the next one. Especially, I mean, don't call it a comeback, right? Like, mm-hmm. all right, now we're starting side B, um, like we're coming back to the second side of the album. But you know, it's fine. Um, this is also how it was sequenced on the original release. Oh, I didn't grab the original release audio, but I think it's the exact same. They're both the same length and everything too. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and guess that it's that the um, original release is the exact same as this one. Um. All right, so let's talk real quick about the lyrics then. Uh, so uh, this I mean this is a very short song, right? It's like 15 lines total, um, ex- like excluding the chorus. But uh, so yeah, I don't know, I don't know. Um. There's there's a couple of little like nerdy references in here. So more than meets the eye. Our take is more than meets the eye. Uh, and well, we then really don't call it a comeback. We know yeah, that Transformers. It, it's Transformers. But I I mean that's that's also just an expression. Like yeah, but I think I think it's specifically like it's also in quotes. Um, let me double check to make I mean, sure that, that it's even in like quotes. he's saying that's our because it's immediately followed up with it's our answer yeah that's our answer and in that in that context it's kind of like that's what they're saying like it's 
Well, I mean, I buy that, right? But but we do know that, like, I mean, Autobots and, like, calling all cops and Autobots. Oh, yeah, they're for sure like Transformers. Classic. classic and, uh, just... and what's that? Uh, uh, two restorers, like, Energon Cubes. Like, we know they like Transformers. Yep. If if they hadn't made other Transformers references, if Justin hadn't made other Transformers references, I might be like, okay, it's kind of a stretch. But the fact that in, even if it kills me, there's two Transformers references, at least, if, like, we might be forgetting some, um tells me that like at least implies to me that this is this is specifically transformers I, I, reference I, I'm, I'm i'm happy to believe this is a a transformers reference i just i mean energon cubes and autobots like those are pretty explicit but again this is i mean sure but like i still i, I don't know i, I, I don't i, I don't I, see I, why I it the way be. and i i want to so because we I, also we also do know for sure that um that justin says by will alone we set our minds in motion is from dune like that is he specifically said that in the um mcnally smith live acoustic set so like that tells me like i don't know it it it, it tells me that he was doing stuff in this one but like by will like when this when he says that in the song it's not really like anything to do with dune specifically it's just this time is the last dance so come on by will alone we set our minds in motion mm-hmm. um so I mean, like it's one of those things where sometimes maybe you you hear a phrase and you're like, that would be a good phrase to use. So it is kind of a reference and kind of not a reference. And Golly. I think more than meets the eye might I guess, be. I guess that, I guess that. I mean, combined with the Dune quote, you kind of figure it's this yeah, is just right? this is knuckling down on the on the nerd references. He also did say, say the "Don't Call It a Comeback" is a specific reference to oh, yeah. um, Cool J. LL, yeah, ladies love Cool James. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mama said, "Knock you out." Uh, it's Mama funny. Said, I, was, you I out. was cooking last night, and I I told and my Google. And you said, "Hey, play. Google, listen to Don't Call It a Comeback." And Google said, "Okay, playing." Mama said, "Knock you out" by Errol <laughs> Cool J. Did that happen to YouTube? Yeah. It's exactly what happened. <laughs> yes, it did. And <laughs> now my Google Home is about to play "Mama Said Knock You Out" by Lil Cool J. So I gotta make that stop. Uh, but yes, that ex- that exact same thing happened to me yesterday. Yeah, <laughs> fantastic. Um, but <laughs> which, I mean, which makes sense, right? Like ninety nine <laughs> times out of a hundred, if a person is asking, "Play, don't call it a comeback," they want to hear "Mama said knock you out" by I Ella mean, Cool J. Who, I, 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 who says that instead of "Mama said knock you out"? <laughs> because the, because the first line is "Don't call it a comeback." I I've know, been here for I years. Know, like they want to like, hear the- who who remembers that and not "Mama said knock you out." Well, then, like, I can buy not remembering the same song necessarily, right? Like, you just want to hear like the "Don't Call It a Comeback" song. Like, okay, cool. Like, that's that's a famous line. Um, I don't know. I, the, the, that I, I buy that, right? Like, sometimes because there's sometimes that you want to be like, like, whoa, do you know what the song the song is that calls? Ooh, I'm a rebel just for kicks. Yeah. Do you know what that song's called? I know what that song is called. Uh, hold on, hold on. I. God dang it! I, I should. Yeah, it's, it's uh, Portugal the man. It, the song is called "Feel It Still," right? But like. If I want to, if I want to hear it on Google Home and I can't think of the name of the song, I might say play that song that goes "I'm a rebel just for kicks," right? Or just play "I'm a rebel just I for well, kicks." I, I understand that. I'm just like, how do you remember? Don't call it a comeback to start, but not "Mama said knock you out." We might remember both, but like you might just be thinking of like, I want to hit the "Don't call it a comeback" song, and it's such a it's such a famous line in that song that I would buy uh, yeah, saying that. I might, to, to I might just be saying something and just like people screaming, like, "No, you fucking idiot!" Everybody knows, "Don't call it a comeback." <laughs> Uh, but like, you know, like I'm gonna knock you out. Yeah, Mama no, said I get knock it. Knock you out. But but like the opening line for the Mama said, like the opening line, don't the the fact that it's don't call it a comeback is so iconic for that song that I could totally like. Yeah, actually, and, I, and how I, many I've, people I've are, how many people are trying to listen to Motion City soundtrack? Right. And like, if you look at um, if you look at 
the genius for Mama Sun Knock You Out on Don't Call It a Comeback. Um, first, it's, you know, basically three paragraphs of commentary just on Don't Call It a Comeback. Second, it is full of memes of Don't Call It a <laughs> That's Comeback. That's funny. I actually, yeah, I'm looking at the genius for the Emotion City song, Don't Call It a Comeback, mm-hmm. and there's nothing. And I really want to go through and add the things that I already know, <laughs> like from the McNally Smith thing, where it's like, okay, well, Don't Call It a Comeback is a specific reference to LL Cool J, and by Will Lomas, Out of Mind's Emotion is from Dune, and like... Um, do it, or I'll do but, it for you. Well, I, that, I'll do it. I'll, I'll, oh, yeah, good point. Let me sign in and do it before you get a chance to. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, I, I mean, I, I think that this is also something I, I, I kind of what made me think about it being a beginning song is the LL Cool J. Um, th- so wait, did he did he also say that's a reference? The don't call it a comeback. Yeah, yeah. He specifically he specifically said that in the McNally Smith thing. Yeah, gotcha. He, um, he even said ladies love Cool James. That's that's why I made that gotcha, joke. Gotcha. Because <laughs> it was. Uh, well, I just it just made me think of him referencing Paul's boutique on uh on perfect teeth you know what why uh, particularly uh, no just just the just the you know the the variety of music justin was listening to i mean well he, he said he saw the the ella cool J one on mtv which is like all right i mean maybe he was listening to rap too there's not like a lot of hip-hop references uh throughout motion city's discography but uh, I, I believe he specifically says in the mcnally smith thing that he heard the uh the ella cool J song on on mtv or vh1 mm-hmm. or something like that one thing I do really like, so so I, I mean I like the little Dune reference. I never would have caught the Dune reference if it, if he didn't say it in the McNally Smith thing. But uh, one thing I really like is the the sort of bridge, the breakdown. The um, I see that part of this has something to do with mediocre memory. I don't know. <laughs> uh, we, we we say a lot like I don't know, but there's something I just really like about that line, the mediocre memory. Also, the way he sings it, it's it's like. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's something like we're like when we were saying with Back to the Beat, right? Some just something about like the way he sings Electric Boogaloo, you know, or mm-hmm. the dude it was cool. Uh something something about the way he sings Mediocre Memory. Um there's one thing too I like about uh this song when they play it live. This is one of the few songs that when they play it live, they do something like a little bit like just a wee bit different. So it starts a little bit different than the album version. Um and I didn't pull it up, but I can pull it up now. Um yeah, so here here is them playing it live. That's so high energy. First of all, it's so high energy. First of all, I, I like that that they like they, they clearly started with the end of Boombox Generation, yes. which is neat. Like that's really cool. Um, I, they don't they don't always do that, but uh, this is something that, that this is like a 2003 one from you know I'm, I assume they were touring this album. Um, but uh, um, usually it's like we don't like endless cycles, but like live it's we don't like endless cycles. I don't know. It's, it's not like a big difference, right? But like it's it kind it, you're right. Like it, I feel like it kind of changes the energy a little bit in a positive way. Like. Hot take is more than meets the eye, and hot take is more than meets the eye. Like it's, it's just, it's, 
a, a slightly different way of singing it, but it's just like it gets so much more into it. By the way, this song was on. Um, so Epitaph did the uh, the Punkarama um, compilations in the like late '90s, early 2000s, and this was on Punkarama Eight. So I'm sure there's a handful of people for whom this is one of like a handful of Motion City songs they've ever heard. Like this was on Punkarama Eight, and I think Capital H was on Punkarama Five. And uh, those are the I think the two Motion City songs that were on a Punkorama, but um, so this is definitely this. Is, I mean, I could totally buy somebody like picking up that um, that compilation and just being like, just knowing you know that song. Oh, Throwdown, Throwdown was on Punkorama Nine as well. Um, I guess When You're Around was on Punkorama Ten. They had a couple. They had a couple of songs. Uh, there was nothing on Punkorama Five. I don't know why I thought there was something on Punkorama Five. Um. But yes, so this is on Punkorama 8. So I can totally buy somebody just picking up that album to like, you know, I want to hear some modern punk and that song was on there and this is just, this is the Motion City song they know because that's the one compilation they bought. Um, But yeah, the energy is just, I mean, it's, it's, it absolutely like <laughs> gets you in the mood. I don't know, like don't, so don't call it a comeback is like, it's kind of a, a, a boxing song. Mama Said Knock You Out, you know, uh, sorry, Mama Said Knock You Out is kind of a boxing song because like, Obviously, there's knock you out in the lyrics and just the way it pumps, uh, like, and I think even the um, even the music video, you know, has him like wearing boxing gear and stuff like that. But I could totally buy this being like a boxing or high energy, you know, type oh, song, like that you're that you're like, you know, just just like getting pumped to this to this song. One, absolutely, and I like that. I like the comparison of the energy of the songs. Uh, two. I also like you mentioning the music video because this one doesn't have a music video, but it kind of has a music video. <laughs> so yeah, so, so the I, I am the movie, the movie <laughs> we've talked about uh, a couple of times with the end movie uh, releases. So yes, so so I am the movie, the movie. If you don't know, is like it's a DVD where they like sort of just have each song they kind of play a little bit of a live performance um and then they intercut it with with things from like moments from that tour uh and the don't call it a comeback one <laughs> it's just jake you want to you want to explain it you you loved it a lot hey you know what it is also very high energy as the band drive golf carts very recklessly through a golf course and maybe yeah. some woods <laughs> just, just like i'm not sure if they actually were also playing golf or not um so any of the people in the band seem like golfers do i mean you know now maybe uh <laughs> but yeah it's, it's definitely just like taking around in golf carts <laughs> you know that's like but they all play golf i i mean i wouldn't be surprised if they all play golf yeah although i don't know like uh, I don't know how, what the golf scene's like in Minnesota, but I definitely wouldn't be surprised if, like... I do. They have J- Hazel Scene National Golf Course, the beautiful home of the 2016 Ryder Cup. So, sure. great golf maybe, course. Maybe, maybe they play hella golf then, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I don't know. It's, uh... You... Like yes, it's it's hard to talk about anything but the energy of the song. Also, I mean, like there's so we we, we love we love a Samoog, and there's Moog yes. all through oh, this song. God. Just the like, beginning is there's, so great, there's, and it's like it's a killer Moog part too. That like, doodle 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 doodle. Like it's 
it it I just want to stop and listen to the song right now. <laughs> uh, well, you know what? Let's uh, let's do that, except with some covers. Let's listen to some covers. Uh, we don't have any covers, actual covers. Uh, what we do have is a bunch of Motion City playing the song acoustically. Um, none of which have the Moog, <laughs> but it's still, as we say, no one covers Motion City like Motion City. And uh, no one covers this song at, at all, uh, except Motion City. Uh, there's some guitar covers and there's some drum covers, but there's no like straight up, you know, full band cover or like singing cover. I I, tr- I tried SoundCloud, but it's Im- it's literally impossible to find on SoundCloud. Um, <laughs> but uh, we ha- so I've got four different Motion City alternative acoustic covers, um, which is I think the most we've had since. I think Worker B had three. <laughs> Although Worker B had three that were like official. It was like, like an I mean, alternate I version. I feel like someone who's like thinking about covering the song is like, what do I cover? I feel like it's just like, yeah, I can't, if they don't have, if they don't have like eight absolute kick-ass drum or drummer ready. And what was interesting is so like, so all of the acoustic ones, except for the McNally Smith one, um, are all drumless. There's no drums on any of them. Uh, the one, one of them has uh, Tony like doing the shaker, uh, and then two of the like so, so in so uh, let, let's do it this way. So I'm gonna go from least band to most band. <laughs> so the first one is one that Jake actually pulled. Uh, this is um, posted by Pop Punk Nerd 182 on YouTube. Uh, it's just don't call it a comeback acoustic, and this is just Justin. Um, this is at Popsicle Fest in Minneapolis in 2010. So this is uh, just Justin doing a cover, uh, uh, whatever, doing a, re- playing an acoustic version of Don't Call It a Comeback. So that one is like, I, I like it a lot. It, it's it's interesting. It's very like, very much more subdued. It's gonna they're gonna get faster and faster as we go on too, uh, which is interesting. Um, but uh, you were saying this really reminds you of Jimmy Eat World, right? Yeah, that that was my initial impression with listening to it, and I think probably part of that came from how there are just a couple elements in the, you know, record release that kind of makes me think of Jimmy Eat World. Um, but actually, I think you know, listening to it several times again uh I'm, I'm more reminded of of sun kill moon but i think that might just be because any like vaguely soulful sounding singer with just a guitar accompaniment is gonna sound like uh at least early sun kill moon someone in the comments says uh there's a couple people who, do, who don't like how slow it is which is you know i think it's a fair point but somebody in the comments says this beautiful haunting style sets up happy and happy anniversary quite well um, which I could totally buy. Uh, I don't think I don't. You know, there's not that video of him. I don't know if he played Happy Anniversary right after this at this um, show. 
but that would be interesting if that is that is the way it went. If you went straight from this, don't call it a comeback, right into Happy Anniversary. Clearly, play the conversation acoustic too. That's interesting because that song is all on piano. Oh man, I'm excited to get to that one. Wait, all right, let's look at this up. Wait, wait, so the this pop punk nerd 182's YouTube channel, maybe they have the yeah. I'm on, I'm on there right now. Look, the the, the four that uh, that they have on their channel is conversation, don't call it a comeback, help I'm alive, which I think is a it's a metric cover, yeah, and skin and bones. Um, and then I don't know if this is the same show. Oh, it looks like this. It looks like maybe Justin opened for the band when the band did the Commit This to Memory tour. Or was this the Commit This to Memory tour, or was this just a, a full set of Commit This to Memory? I think it might have just been like a full set. But yeah, it looks like it's just like Justin doing four songs alone, and then the band playing Commit This to Memory full on, full through, which is interesting. All right, this next one is uh, our favorite tour. <laughs> it's the Macy's tour. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, the, the Macy's slash Best Buy tour. Uh, this is them in the M-Style Lab. This is just Tony, Josh, and Matt. Uh, sorry, not Tony, Josh, and Matt. Justin, Josh, and Matt. Uh, Justin is singing. Josh and Matt are both playing guitars. Uh, Justin, Justin, though, is not playing guitar in this one. So this is uh, one of the acoustics from the Macy's tour or whatever that was man i can't wait to have one of them on the show and be like so what the f- uh, what the fuck was this macy's thing <laughs> here we go this witness was injured and overthrown away this time it's the last dance to come It's so good, and they're playing in a fucking Macy's. In a Macy's, man. Can you imagine the people just like in that Macy's walking around, like shopping? Like, what is this? Like, what is this live show happening here right now? Um, don't, yeah, don't man. cast your pearls before swine, and don't sing your soul in a Macy's. <laughs> it's so killer. So that that's something I think that the, uh, in the next one that we're going to talk about, it's it's very similar to this one. There's a couple of little changes, but. Um, I really like like maybe it's just, maybe it's just a function of the way that the mics are set up, but uh, you know it's, it's Josh and Matt singing in chorus with Justin. Oh, I, I, I like, like that so much. I think it sounds. It's great. great. No, it's great. It's absolutely. I love it. Um, that's what I was, that's what I was saying. Like it's it's really really cool because I, I think they also in the in the album version there is backing vocals, but it's not like it's not as prominent. But like I really like that they basically sing the most of the chorus alongside him, and it, it really, really works really well. I love it. You know, I just I'm th- I'm thinking about this Macy's thing because of course, <laughs> and you know, I, I I feel like there is. It, it seems like this could be a thing where there would there was almost some prescience there on the part of like some advertising VP at Macy's who's like, no, this will this is this is gonna be the thing. You're gonna have artists play at Macy's, and that idea was completely wrong. Which one is like like Macy's M Style Lab is like? I just I feel like, like, like when, when this is happening, it just make like I feel like this was that time when they might have just been like, let's try. No, to well, make yeah, because 
I remember around that time Best Buy was doing it too and Motion City is in is like did some of that stuff in, in Best Buys as well so like I I totally buy it yeah so I, I this I guess I don't know why I never googled M Style Lab tour but I just googled M Style Lab tour and like it was a 15 city US tour with the Ready Set Motion City Soldier Boy Soldier Boy was on this fucking tour um, which like I, this is this was 2011. Like, Soldier Boy was still uh, almost relevant. Like, he wasn't that far from relevant. <laughs> the Academy is was on this tour. Um, yeah, it's 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 uh, it's weird. It's a, fi- a 15 city tour. I don't understand. <laughs> it's so weird. <laughs> Man, I, I absolutely. That's wait, wait, the first. That's you know the, what? Um, have I ever, ever bothered to line that up with tour dates? That's, how uh, be. That's probably sure. what it would. Surely, surely, there's something related there, right? Like they're like, like, like it's just a weird form of promo for their show later that day or that night. I mean, maybe, but like at the so at the end, at the end of one of I think when he plays, I, I forget which one it is. It's the one that I've listened to a lot. I think it's I think it's the Everything Is All Right acoustic at the Macy's at the M Style Lab. Like at the end of that one, it's the, it's the last one. So it's like this is our last show on the tour. So after this, I can just go. We can hang out in the parking lot and talk. Like we can just chat. Like because I'm not worried about losing my voice anymore. So I don't think so. I think it was just a tour to play the songs. Well, I mean, but, but you know, there was the there's that video that that. I like a lot and I think you like a lot which is which is Justin and Josh they're like in Tampa and they're he's saying it's like 30 minutes almost you know a solid yeah, percent yeah, of no, that is that, music that's, that's that's like that's that's the one at the radio station right like yeah. um that makes sense right like that that they're playing at a radio station people are listening on the radio that's not like playing for a crowd you know um but like I think I think it was just Macy's doing a free tour. Like maybe they were like, "Hey, look, if we can book a gig in that city, you know, while we're in that city already, then maybe we'll do that." But I think in general, they were just being paid by Macy's to play in a Macy's. <laughs> um, all right, this this uh this next one is from right around the same time as that tour actually. That tour started August 8th according to this business wire article that i'm reading now for the first time and it was a 15 city tour and then this this one is at the mlb fan cave in new york this is justin josh matt and then tony on the shakers what's weird is we've mentioned this before because uh because they did worker bee at this one too and there's like there's a proper recording of that one that we talked about on the first episode is that there's an interview with them and Jesse is definitely there, but he didn't play with the band. Um, I don't know why. Because by the way, Jesse can play bass, and like, and Matt is playing guitar at on these. So I don't know why Jesse didn't like also just pick up an acoustic bass. Like, whatever. Anyway, this is uh, most of the soundtrack at the MLB Fan Cave. Yeah, that's our answer. Yeah, that's our answer. Cause we don't care at all. Long-winded progress. Uh, 
This is an interesting one because they only have a mic on Matt doing backing vocals, but Josh and Tony are also doing the backing vocals uh, as they do. Uh, I would have I would have been interested here. Like, so again, like I think that Macy's M style one, they just specifically were like, no, we want hotter mics on Matt and Josh. Um, whereas this, it's he's, they're a lot more quiet, and it's good. It's it's really good. But like I I I am a big fan of hearing them all in chorus like that one for sure. Uh, so, but yeah, I don't know. And then this, uh, do you have any other thoughts on the on the um, fan cave one? It's pretty similar to the M- Macy's one. I'm just curious why they didn't do the full like kit this doesn't seem like this doesn't seem like an environment where they like like baseball sports high energy i I, it just yeah i don't i don't know i don't know because all yeah all all, i think all the mlb fan cave stuff that they did was was fully acoustic um let me see if i can like yeah los lonely boys played their acoustic but nas played there and it was just like you know it's, it's he's nas he can't do acoustic he's nas yeah, I don't know. I don't. We the Kings did their played their acoustic. Maybe it was just for some reason they it was a good acoustic venue. Because I'm looking at like a lot of the stuff that is played there is acoustic for some reason. They also like I I don't see any like live music played there in like eight years. Um, so maybe they just don't do that there anymore. But for some reason, for some reason, everybody who played there was played. All time low played there, but looks like all time low did not play acoustic. So, you know, that's something. One Republic played their acoustic. Counting Crows looked like they might have played acoustic. I can't tell for sure. Steve Aoki can't play acoustic because he's a DJ. <laughs> I, I wonder the way, why... you, the way you phrase that, man, it sounded like Steve Aoki did play there. A- Aoki did play there, though. Yes, he did play there. What was it? I don't know. <laughs> but like I said, like Nas, Nas also played there, right? But like Nas is a rapper. Like I don't know. If, the stuff behind people behind him are acoustic, but I think it's just the guy behind him was playing the record and he was rapping. But like a lot of a lot of a lot of acts that played at the fan cave played acoustic. Don't know why. Can't tell you why, but they definitely did. One Republic, like I said, Los Lonely Boys, like I said, like Adam Lambert looks like he's singing there. Is he playing? Is his band acoustic? No, his band is not acoustic. So. A handful are not acoustic, but looks like most of them are acoustic. Tegan and Sarah, I think, are only acoustic anyway, but yeah. <laughs> um, hold on, wait. Less than Jake. Less than Jake played acoustic there. Can't tell you. Couldn't wow, tell you. Wow. This, what, this just seems like like just during this period when MLB still had no idea like how to socially approach or, you know, like how to like rise in social media, like rise in this like expectation of some kind of connectedness with fans, but MLB... And like only like the last two years does it seem they've finally gotten out of the being fucking clueless. And I feel like this is probably <laughs> well, funny, still like, they don't do in. they don't do shit at the fan cave anymore. Like all this fan cave stuff they were doing and it was like kind of neat. And then they're like, MLB fan cave hasn't posted a video in five years. But like I, I'm pulling back and there's like there's like a video they did like an interview with Colin Hanks, which is like yeah that makes sense. I know Colin Hanks is a big Giants fan, you know, so it's Colin Hanks doing like a little interview about being a Giants fan. They need to have like they should do like an MLB. No, it's because they late shut night. it down in 2015. Oh okay, well that makes sense. I thought it, I thought it still existed. 
Why? Rip. R.I.P. MLB Fan Cave. Um, <laughs> uh, the Fan Cave was developed and overseen by Tim Broston, who recently left the league after a lengthy tenure as executive VP of business. And Tony Pettity, right? recently promoted MLB's chief operating officer, decided to fuck that, I guess. They should uh they should still do like like they don't have to do it in the fan cave. They have MLB network, right? They should do like specific they should do a late night talk show, like a comedy talk show. Scott Rogowski, I know, loves baseball. He's on DAZN doing a show on DAZN. He does like a late night show. I think that would be his dream job. It would be fuck that would be sick, I think. Anyway, um this last one is the McNally Smith one. Uh we every time we talk about I move we have to talk about the McNally Smith uh live acoustic set. Uh, so this is the full band. I don't remember if Jesse actually does anything, but this is the full band. Jesse's definitely there, <laughs> um, playing, uh, don't call it a comeback. We I thought that just sounded a little bit like a drum there. No, oh, yeah, no, no, no. Uh, it's Claudio playing drums. Yeah, yeah. Claudio's playing drums on oh. it. I just like deaf to the drums that were happening for the other part of all of that. It, it just <laughs> I mean, it would be a little there. quiet. I wasn't. I, yeah, he's playing it the whole time, but it looks like he's playing it with like brushes, so it's a little quiet. Um, mm. And he's not playing the bass drum, which is the, probably what you heard during the the, the last part there. But uh, but yeah, it's 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 Josh playing an acoustic guitar, Matt playing, I believe, also an acoustic guitar. Uh, Justin singing, and Jesse is indeed playing the tambourine. Uh, <laughs> sometimes you just feel bad for Jesse, like sitting around doing nothing, and sometimes it's like, well, I mean, he's got less to learn. I don't know. <laughs> um, what's the what's the which one is it that uh, from Panic Stations where it's just like the whole band is there and Jesse's just sitting there reading a magazine? Yeah, I I do feel like Claudio's in that video yeah yeah was it panic stations stations or was it just to the point that claudia was in the no it was panic stations it was it was i Uh, think lose control um no it was anything at all it was anything at all because in in lose control uh jesse's playing the shaker and claudio is playing the ipad the the leg (laughs) yeah no it was yeah the tablet yeah yeah um but anything at all it's just, it's dead ass. Like, Claudia's playing the shaker, and Jesse just sitting there bobbing his head reading a magazine. It's the funniest thing. And at the end, they're like, good job, Jesse. <laughs> like, it's so funny. <laughs> um, all right, that is the covers. We got all the covers there. You ever listen uh, to Andrew Bird? You know what I'm talking about? No, I don't know what you're talking about. He's a, I don't full, he's a master whistler. Okay. So he, have you seen the Muppets movie? The, like the, the Muppets the movie, with Jason, or the one with Jason Segel? Yes. Whichever one. So the whistling that the 
don't know is that I haven't seen the movie. I've just seen that segment. The whistling that character does at the end. The that's p- Andrew Bird whistling. Okay. And it's just making me think of if Jesse were just like that good at whistling, and that's what he <laughs> do when they play acoustic. <laughs> Uh, what's funny because like uh, so because we know that Jesse like Jesse didn't know how to play the keyboard before joining the band like Josh worked with him at like a pizza place and was like okay this is how to play the keyboard parts for the song Um, and like but 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 Jesse did play bass before joining the band like Jesse knows how to play an instrument (laughs) Um, but like there's so much of it it's just like like I don't know. I don't know how much of it is them fucking with Jesse and how much of it is like Jesse's like, you know what? Like, you don't need me for this song. It's fine. I totally, I, I don't, I'm not mad. <laughs> like, it's cool. We can do this song without me. It's no big deal. Um, but even, even in the McNally Smith one, like, sometimes, like, Jesse's playing the keyboard, but sometimes it is Matt playing the piano. Like, Matt is sitting there in front of a piano with a guitar in his lap and probably, and a bass. Like, Matt plays, like, four instruments in that thing. And, and like, it's, Josh switches between two guitars. Uh, Justin switches between, I think, just the electric guitar. And like Matt sitting over there with like four instruments is like, hold on. Yeah, he has two <laughs> keyboards and a guitar and a bass. <laughs> excellent. It's excellent. Um all right. Uh that is all the covers. So do we have anything else? Uh any other final thoughts on the song? It's a good song. I definitely have one because I because I like the entire meaning of the song, which I feel like we didn't like the, the fundamental idea of the song. I feel like the whole thing is about the band, which is, you know, well, the the full line of the LL Cool J song is don't call to come back. What we've been here for years, right been here for years. But no, don't call to come back. Been here for years. And that was just the impression I got is like, yeah, this was their album, but they've been playing for a long time. And, you know, it's our answer. That's when the chorus kicks in. It's like the whole man singing. Right. Our take is more than meets the eye. Like if you look at some of the pictures of the band, uh, it's more than meets the eye. Um, and also, I mean, this is such a little thing, but for a long time, it sounded like it's our answer. Yeah, that's our answer. It's a red flag. Yeah, that's a red flag. Did you ever hear it like that? No, never. Always heard it's our answer. That's our answer. It's our answer. That's our answer. It's a red flag. Yeah, that's a red flag. That's what <laughs> for a long time I thought I was hearing interesting i mean you know i i i it what what stands for me is what we said like eight times now it's just it's just so high energy that it's just gets in yeah i was i was actually just about to say that too like it absolutely gets you pumped like that's that's there's not a lot i mean like motion city is 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 a band i love but like they've got only a handful of songs that just like get you pumped um and this is a song that absolutely like can just like pump you up so yeah i totally totally Hundred percent. Like I'm gonna add this to my workout playlist now that I've been listening to it a couple times. Like, yeah, this this is going. This is definitely this is definitely one of the songs that need to be like in a workout playlist for sure. All right. Well, if there's nothing else, then I guess that's the end of this episode. If you want to follow us on Twitter, I'm at Kuhan. Jake is at the Boredom Line, and the show is at Motion City Pod. We're Motion City Pod on Instagram. We never post there. Uh, we are on YouTube now. <laughs> Just look up Motion City Podcast on YouTube and it should come up at like the top result. 
So find us there. You can find all the old episodes and the new episodes will be posted there as we release them. There's also three episodes from Wits. If you have not uh, listened to the Motion City soundtrack episode of Wits, Wits is a show that doesn't exist anymore, but is on Minnesota Public Radio. And they did an episode. It was it was them and Stephen Yun. Uh, they were the they were the musical guest. Stephen Yun was the guest guest, and it's like it's a variety show. It's really really good. You should check it out. Uh, there's a there's a very very fun part where they. Um, uh, the game is like flip it or something like that, and uh, like it's 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 Stephen Yun versus J- uh, Justin doing like improv at each other, and at some yes. point it's just like it's like the part of the game is like Justin has to do a has to improv a song with the band, or Stephen has to improv a scene uh, alone. And so, and either one of them can say flip it or something like that. And so Stephen flips it and makes just an improv a scene. Uh, and at some point, uh, and Stephen has to improv the song. And so St- Stephen Yun improvs a song with Motion City soundtrack, uh, which is like, all right, cool. It's killer. It's pretty good. <laughs> I'm not explaining it that well. There's, there's some stuff on YouTube for it. And then I think the podcast itself doesn't exist anymore, but uh, I believe they uploaded it all to archive.org or it might still be available on like the website. Um, so check out Wits. Uh, and check out John Moe, the host of what used to be Wits. Uh, I believe he has a new podcast called The Hilarious World of Depression. Uh, it's not new anymore, but it's it is his new podcast. Um, he is at John J O H N M O E. He wrote a book and he does a podcast about it uh, called The Hilarious World of Depression, which is cool. Uh, follow the band, of course. The band is at Motion City Pod. So Motion City, Motion City Music. We're at Motion City Pod. The band is Motion City Music. <laughs> Justin is JCPMCS. Josh is Joshua Kane. Josh Joshua. He is Joshua for Motion City Soundtrack. Um, and he's streaming on Twitch Live right now. And he's streaming on Twitch Live. Slash, it's Chudy. Yeah, I am Joshua from Motion City Soundtrack. Let's be friends. <laughs> it's, it's just like... Uh, love Josh. He's great. The rest of the band doesn't post on Twitter, right? That's one of those. Oh, Tony. Tony at Tony Thaxton, of course. And at AT Claudio Rivera. Uh, that's it. That's the whole <laughs> spiel at the end of the show. Instagram, etc., and whatnot. Uh, Tony tweeted uh, this week, this past week, Memorial Day week, they uh, were supposed to be playing Slam Dunk Fest in England, but the world is shut uh, down. Yes. So. Yeah, I think they they want to do something in England, but like who knows if that's gonna happen. Uh, but you know, hopefully it'd be cool. It'd be awesome. Uh, so that is it for this episode of Most City Podcast. Until next time, it's our answer. Yeah, that's our answer. We don't care.